1: Welcome to episode 21 of The Naughty Step, the parenting podcast for parenting people, starring writer and patriarch Stuart Heritage, and writer
0: and matriarch Robin Wilder.
1: If you haven't heard this before, we're married, we have two kids and we're knackered. So for the next 25 minutes, we're going to swear at you about parenting.
0: Today on the show, our first ever guest, it's our friend and neighbour, Rebecca Schiller, author of your No Guilt Pregnancy Plan, talking to us about bad parenting gifts and birth noises.
1: Plus, you tell us about the awful things you and your siblings have done to each other.
0: And we tell you how to win a copy of Rebecca Schiller's book.
1: Let's-a-go! Thank Weird Mario. silence. <laughs> <laughs> how are you,
0: Stuart? I am very sleepy, to the point of, like, constant dizziness.
1: Oh, maybe you shall have, like, a 20-minute nap. Uh, maybe I should. Now? Sure, go. I'll carry it. How, how are you, Stuart? Oh, I'm fine. Oh, I uh, walk a lot. And uh, I like eating grapefruit.
0: That's, that's my. That's all you could think about. There <laughs> you walk
1: and you eat. Oh, that's, Jesus Christ. I don't really know you very well.
0: Clearly not. That's the saddest <laughs> thing I've ever heard.
1: I like grapefruit. Oh, I took my family to the Horniman Museum this weekend. I got married there very long time ago to my current wife. Uh, when we were there, I enjoyed some time with my son. We enjoyed pointing out where we got married and he was not interested he liked to play with... Oh, but we did, we went to the ornament, didn't we? Yeah, we did, and it was nice. It was. Uh, it was quite hard to explain to our child that all of these animals that you can see behind the glass are dead.
0: Yeah, how did you do that? I, I just... said
1: they're like statues.
0: Oh, that's clever.
1: Um, they don't
0: need to know. He doesn't need to know yet, no.
1: does he? And then there was, like, this rat that was cut in half, and you could see its skeleton. Mm-hmm. And he went, what's that one? That's, that's its bones! Uh it's taken out its bones to show you, her. No,
0: that, yeah, that's a classic thing that you do.
1: What do I... Just Is whimsy, you over-explain. Do it?
0: I? He's taken out his bones. Just say, it's his bones. <laughs> don't say... <laughs> you don't need to explain that he's removed he's, <laughs> his own bones from his body. That doesn't make why? any sense.
1: Is that why do you think he's not sleeping very well?
0: Maybe. He's not sleeping well because he's potty training. And yep. I think the whole world has just become so full of information that he can't sleep at night
1: yes every time he does we gets a sweet wasn't very hungry this morning (laughs) for breakfast
0: weird that yeah tummy's full of gelatin
1: gelatin and no urine though (laughs) all right so in a minute you're going to hear us talk to rebecca shiller uh we might sound slightly nervous and that's because we don't know how to talk to humans correct so rebecca Schiller is a writer
2: yes <laughs> <Ish>. yes sometimes
1: <laughs> a doula occasionally yep uh the ceo of the charity birthrights yes uh bitcoin millionaire
2: no uh, uh, co-founder of facebook yeah yep, yep. That was me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so it's you. <gasps> you can tell by my cold, dead eyes. <laughs> Not on the podcast, no. unfortunately.
1: Uh, our neighbour, in a way. In, it, in it, no, I mean, well, you live. 15... If we had
0: to put a mile value on it,
2: yeah. Okay, twelve. How about if you're some of the nicest people I know within a 12-mile radius? Oh, that's nice. You know. That's some. So, well, that's I was going nice. to say the nicest, and then I realised that some of my friends in the village <laughs> might friends. be listening, And they would, you know, stop inviting me around to drink wine at their houses and picking my children up from school when I like, couldn't it make scary, it. So I like yeah. them, not just for that, obviously, but also for that.
1: Anyway, okay. Rebecca is here, uh, partly because she didn't have anything else to do today. Um, and also because she has written a book called Your No Guilt Pregnancy Plan. The, be- the best way that I can describe this book is how I have described it on the inside of the front cover of the book, which is to say, This book is wonderful, beautifully written, warm, and full of compassion and wisdom. I can't think of a panicky question I had thought of through either of my pregnancies, and I thought of them at a rate of five per second that wouldn't have been answered by this book I wish I had had it in fact a very empowering guide to becoming a mother I loved it Robin Wilder long yeah and it's about things that you need to know when you're pregnant and when you give birth
2: yeah things that especially things that nobody ever tells you yes like what um that's a really good question <laughs> my mind has just oh, gone sorry. completely blank oh oh so I've got one here uh things like when you are pregnant everybody's telling you to think about the birth and feeding your baby um nobody really focuses on the enormous changes that's going to happen to the rest of your life so mm. um particularly i think as a mother mm-hmm. um that this is going to change often your relationship with money your relationship with work your relationship with your partner your sex life yeah um and so one of the things we talk about is that you if you're you know, if you have got a partner you've probably parented quite differently one of you might be have been parented by incredibly strict people and yeah. the other of you mm-hmm. grew up on a commune and That's maybe it would be us. a good idea to talk about that. Because one of you's like, hey, let's all just run around. No rules, you know, anything goes. And the other one's like, you know, bedtime at 6, 14pm every night. Get and, in a cupboard. You know, so just have that chat beforehand yeah. when you're less tired and mm. less likely to kill each other. Um, that Why don't we have a cupboard? That's you hear that, two <laughs> in the morning, that's not what you want to do with Put the baby in the cupboard is not my advice. No, <laughs> it's anywhere
1: in the book. What's the bad parenting advice that you have heard
2: Or been offered uh, or maybe given yourself? Uh, My favourite one is is how it's really important not to get stressed when you're pregnant. Right. I love this. Um, So apparently if you get stressed when you're pregnant it has a detrimental effect on your fetus and it could could affect them for the rest of their lives. But also it's very important when you're pregnant to only eat certain things which change on a daily basis and not drink certain things yep. which ch- changes on a daily basis and to get the right amount of exercise and either lose gain or maintain the right amount of weight and according to a recent report not use nonstick pans so what? How, how you're supposed to eat the right amount of food you just put oh, no. like gnaw on on raw things if is, you happen to have nonstick pan.
0: Is that why our kids are like what they're like? <laughs>
2: yeah, it's the it's the it's test, test, we, test. Oh on.
0: no, because we right. don't have
2: the full the crusade set. Yes, but but don't get stressed about it. No, <laughs> that would be bad for the baby. For fetus. So we'll just give you all this really stress inducing information. Yeah, and the last one it is. It's really important not to worry about any of these really anxiety inducing things. Because if you do worry about them, that will give you something else to worry. About oh God. that's was... my that's my favorite one that's yeah. no stress no, no stress.
1: stress one of my favorite things about giving birth as a two-time veteran now is that when you're you know you're in the middle of it middle of it and it's all hard and then someone pokes their head around the door and goes have you filled in your dinner order <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you want dinner or and then they still stay there and you're like until you go no right now thanks
2: thanks bye <laughs> you nearly did you nearly did birth noises there. And that's that, was, did that I? is that is one of my favourite things <laughs> really? to do with doula clients is practice birth noises. Uh wow. to so that so that mainly so that partners aren't freaked out by the weird sounds they also that, that, that might be made. Um so, you know, you can you can you can sit around and, and do some like pushing noises. I think um, you
0: should do this now.
2: Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. I mean I'm not gonna have
1: another baby and it, and it could result in a poo if you really very are you going
0: to go for it that hard? <laughs> Too hard, yeah. Do it, do it.
2: You are sitting on quite a pale coloured chair, so do be <laughs> careful. Okay, but what do what you the ba- know? You know the noises though now, so but put listeners of the podcast may not, yeah. Um, no, because some of the people who listen aren't parents, it's weird. That's
0: weird, anyway. Do a birth noise.
2: Well, so, what's, what's the classic? Well, the pushing noise, the pushing noise, so. It's pushing. So if you're having an ordinary contraction, right. and you might be making a kind of any kind of noise from a kind of ah uh, to an uh, noise, or a nice calm like yogic hum, hum maybe even I a kind yogic of, hum. Do yeah. people actually do this? Yeah. So to help you focus on your breathing when it gets hard right. to focus on your breathing, it helps to make a noise. So a kind of. Uh, but then, at some point, you start feeling that pressure, and it starts to go like. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. the pushing noise. Yeah. Ah. Oh. And it and 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 that can be quite a scary noise if you haven't heard that before, and you're like, oh, is my is my wife mm-hmm. is my partner about to explode? From right. There. But that's the that's the kind of good noise. That like, you've just become bovine. It is. It's, it's a very movie, noise. isn't it? It's very moey noise. Um, and I do get a bit. Sometimes we're like, "Don't make a noise. Just put all the energy into into the pushing." It's like, well, they don't tell it to tennis players, do they? They're all there, you know, with their a hundred, yeah, however many miles of going mmm! every time they have to hit the ball. I yeah, think if you're going to push an actual human out, <laughs> like a, like a real human being, you should be allowed to make a mm! noise. The first time I went into the labor ward to have a look around, when was it- Having
1: heard but it was deathly quiet, and then I just heard a mm-hmm. noise in the distance. No, yeah, I it don't wasn't. Even it was far noise.
0: enough away to sound haunted, wasn't it? Yeah. It wasn't like yeah. just <laughs> agonised, haunted noises.
1: Yeah, yeah. You couldn't tell which direction it was coming from, and it echoed slightly. Yeah. And that, either there's a ghost of a cow, or someone's giving birth, and I don't like how that sounds, and I don't want to be here, and I'm not going to have a baby yeah. today. I, yeah, so I didn't do any antenatal stuff. I wish I I had so I just went into it kind of cold and my uh, what I implemented for my birth noises mainly was just swearing yeah and then apologizing and then with ned because I was it was a very fast labor and when they were measuring me and stuff I was in quite deep contractions yeah. and I was just going ee fuck, <laughs> <laughs> fuck <laughs> <it>. oh
2: shit <laughs> You sound like a sort of, like, angry, frightened farmer. Yes, I think I had a bit of a salty sea dog. Oh, yeah. going,
1: oh! oh, fuck. What sort of uh, useless advice have you got as a dad? Well, Or just as a parent? No,
0: like the worst stuff was when you were pregnant, because it's not its not even advice, it's people just trying to find things to tell you. Yes. Because oh, they trying to? I didn't you. need to be involved in any of it at all. I could have got you pregnant, disappeared... And then said hello to the kid. I had no purpose whatsoever during the pregnancy. And I had downloaded a bunch of apps mm-hmm. that were just full of it was a day by day throughout the pregnancy dad app reminding you to do things. And it was like day one, buy a car seat. Day two, <laughs> um uh,
1: still, still rent a
0: film that she likes. Uh, <laughs> and it just carried on for nine months, just
1: um it's, it's say she
0: looks nice, you can lie if you want.
1: It was just
0: terrible. <laughs> And it really, it really made me feel very impotent and like I just didn't have yeah. any. Which I mean, I don't mind, but it was—they it, were trying quite hard, I think.
1: Wasn't one of them like, "Have you tried doing the washing up?
0: yeah Yeah, have you tried doing anything that a normal human would do?"
2: <laughs> that, that's why I really, I really hate the um, idea that like men need special books and apps. Yeah. So I had originally put like a partner's guide into my book, oh, really? and I took it out because I was like, "Fuck it, they can read the whole book." <laughs> she's she's like pregnant for nine months, and she's going to give birth. Like, he can read a book. Yeah, you don't. It's need not that, It's not that. It's not that hard. And all the I remember when I was pregnant. So my daughter is eight and a half now. So it's nearly a decade ago that I was pregnant for the first time. And there were all these books available for Jared that presumed that his main concern was not being able to drink as much lager as he <laughs> could before um, and that he might have to go to Publess and that he might once in a while have to make friends with the Hoover. And, yeah,
0: there was a lot of that.
2: Pretty low bar.
0: Yeah, like, incredibly.
2: low, like you just have to exist and not get drunk every single night and you've like one of one well done you if you don't tip beer on the baby within its first three days you're like the father of the year no like just be better
0: they're all um my agent my literary agent as always says because I was talking about maybe writing some sort of dad-based book and he went that will just be a mother's book with the word mate at the end of every third sentence yeah and because that's kind of what it is now there are nappy bags and things that are made from military-grade material that men have. <laughs> Literally, like we've got tactical material that they use on tanks, and now you can now you can go out with your kids with it.
1: Here's your
2: night vision goggles. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's so night brittle. Feed. It's so
1: yeah.
2: That's an, that's another thing that I hate our, our products in general that are designed. So Every car seat we've now bought a lot of car seats. Oh, um, I, you may not have this problem quite so much not being so drivey um, but, or drivey in any way <laughs> um, but, but I can't find any that work like, they work as in they probably keep the child safe in the event of a crash but it's almost impossible to get them into the car yeah. and out of the car without spending a lot of time and energy swearing at mm. each other I actually injured myself two months ago swapping car seats from one hot car <laughs> oh, at a motorway no. service station where oh, I was no. handed over with my parents. I managed to like, it was so difficult to push the things into the ISOFIX which is sold as like the easiest thing yeah. ever. It's not that easy. <laughs> the arms are never long enough. The things are buried under the cushions like you're, you're mining for these hoops. <laughs> and then I managed to push them so hard that I fell out of the car and took a chunk out of my leg on the oh, side I know. of my parents' car. And every time I use a car seat I think, why are they so badly designed? Like, we could put a man on the moon. We mm. we could put a woman on if it wasn't for the patriarchy. And we All can't right, design Jesus a car I'm seat. <laughs> can't design a car seat that doesn't make me hate my husband every time I go near it. And that take 20 minutes to install. Why is it so hard? Yeah. Well,
0: what other baby-centric equipment are you against?
2: Um, I have never had one of these. But those machines that you you, you put nappies in. We've seen those. We, we have not buy a, these things. We don't have a machine. We have a nappy bin. Mm. But it's, is it a special? Does it like hermetically seal the nappies? Yes. Okay, <laughs> tell me about this because I've always thought <laughs> that only crazy people would have this. <laughs> and <laughs> here I am.
1: All it does, you crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> I can show you in a second. You put the nappy in. You twist it round, and it just creates a uh, twist yeah. either side of the nappy in the bag.
0: To be fair. We bought that three years ago. We've maybe twisted it twice. I twisted. Do all you? The time. Oh, because when you empty it, see it you're supposed to you're supposed to make like sausages.
1: How do you dispose of nappies? What outside of this? Well, not anymore. Oh, uh, I, know, I, I don't. I <laughs> don't have to do that anymore. But um, well, uh, if I, if I was to shit in a nappy and give it to you, how would you dispose
2: of it? <laughs> I would just throw it right back in your face. it to neighbours, I'm going to shit in a nappy. I would, I would just put it in a bag right. and tie it up and then put it in a bin Yes, uh, I, there's something about the machine that makes, I feel like I've had a lot of people that I've been working with who are pregnant saying, do I need one of those because is isn't going to be really insanitary not to have one right. it's like the idea that you're not going to get shit on your hands as a parent <laughs> I've changed a nappy where it's been on my child's ears yep. I don't know how it got up there wow. but it did um, so I don't think how uh, but I also don't know how much these machines cost if they're like 20 pounds maybe it's I've $20. got no idea I've got I can't
0: they look we... like Wally no they look like the what's not Eve. Wally Eve they look like Eve from the film Eve. Wally yeah.
1: Eve yeah
0: so I like it for that reason
1: I it's a remnant of all the stuff that we bought before Herbie was born that we yeah, thought we needed yes, yes.
2: but yeah, it's like you it's like, this is I felt like I had this experience when I was pregnant that you feel like you have to buy everything in advance yeah. because the shops won't exist anymore. Yes. That's it. Like, once the baby is out, there's no more shopping ever. Yeah. And the reality is, of course, that what you'll spend the next three months doing is buying stuff at three in the morning. Used to <laughs> stuff that you don't yeah. need because you want to try and make the baby sleep. Yeah. So, you're like, what, what, the, there's a sheep. Sh- yeah, it's yeah. not Sean the Sheep. What's it? You and the, you and the Sheep. sheep. You, you and the Sheep. we got two of those. You and the Sheep, swaddle blankets, thing that wobbles, special <laughs> noise-making machine, light show, yeah. you know, star projector. So that's all the stuff you buy. So you could buy the other stuff. Mm. Like, there's hardly any stuff you need for a new no. newborn. So just don't buy it then. Buy it afterwards. And then, when people are like, what can we get you? You say vouchers.
1: My brother-in-law, Pete Heritage, uh, he and his uh, girlfriend have an innovative innovative way of getting rid of nappies they throw them out of the window <laughs> what do they uh, yeah have you not seen the, the nappy bucket no it's positioned out uh, underneath the baby window the nursery window they just pull up their nappies <laughs> that's,
0: that's a very to... thing to do yeah
1: that's ingenious it' I was, quite like that yeah the bucket is next to the bin but it was a bit strange. Where I went, "What? What do I do this?" And they're like, "Yeah, just check it out the window." <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> it feels a bit Edwardian, not Edwardian, but like, uh, like old in, timey, medieval. Yeah, London. yeah, that's not Edwardian. I'm not good at history. What's that? Are you hungry, Rebecca?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if the if of the listeners are picking, picking up any strange noises, it's uh, it's just a birth. I'm doing some impressions of the noises that you might make during birth. It's no. not my stomach rumbling.
1: Oh, they're bad noises. All all birth noises are. Cause they're just extended noise, extended poo noises, aren't they? Just like if you were trying yeah. to dislodge a poo from further up in your body. Yeah. That's the kind of noise you would make. Yeah, it's uh, a sort of an
2: uh, efforty noise. Yeah. An efforty noise,
1: yeah. I don't like birth. I think it might be because I've not had good ones. But I'm oh, not a fan. I'm not really a fan of removing large things from tight spaces, generally in life. Therefore,
2: I'm <laughs> trying to think of other... Yeah, I too. <laughs> Like, what time? getting a
0: suitcase out of a lot <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: the only <laughs> uh, trying to insert or remove a car seat from a car well yes oh okay yep. yes see yep. how this I see.
2: very good very good <laughs> uh, I had quite I was really lucky and fortunate that I had I think definitely a good end of the birth oh. experience though my second one happened in 40 minutes and I have yeah. a lot of empathy with what it feels like to have a very quick labour The eight hour one was really nice, like perfect length. (laughs) 40 minutes, it's just too much going on. Yeah. 40 minutes, really. It's just a blast of regulation. Yeah. um, I thought I was saying, this is awful, this is awful, this is awful out loud. And it turns out it didn't actually make its way out of my head, (laughs) it just just stayed in my head. Oh. Oh. um, Oh, no. But it was nice immediately afterwards. Did you call Um, anyone a little bitch? i didn't it, 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 apparently i was um struck struck completely dumb and um, didn't say much apart from don't leave this room to jared who wanted to go outside and leave some keys so the midwife could get in because right. he hilariously thought there was going to be time for the midwife <laughs> to get here i was like no there's there's no it's no there's no time here there's no midwife going to be here he was like yes yes rebecca This birth story is amazing. She delivered her own baby. Just to say that it was me that delivered my baby, not my husband. No. um, Who gets all the credit. Really? People say, oh, how was your husband? He he delivered the baby. It's like, no. He was there. He was great. He was fantastic. (laughs) He did just have to sit there and watch me. Do all the work though, um, <laughs> and you know, take a picture afterwards. Great at but he leaving was leaving the room, fantastic and calm and wonderful. No, he did leave the room to oh, hide yeah. the keys. I, I might have called him a little bitch then, or something <laughs>
1: worse. Do you know uh, what
2: the worst part of my
1: birth was for Ned? She had to take three buses to get there. He told me this a <laughs> very oh, I thought <laughs> it was. Uh... I was in such pain. I think, is that why I called, when you, I called you yeah, a little
0: bitch? I know. Well, you said uh, this isn't how because you just went for a checkup and they were like the baby's coming but you phoned and you went oh this isn't very good could you come so I came I got a bus and then while I was on the bus you went I'm having a baby now and I went oh should I get the bag and you went yeah so I had to get off the bus get on another bus and then I got a taxi and I thought it would be like a hilarious counterpoint to the genuine pain that you were in to be like you'll never guess the journey but all that irony was immediately lost the second I said it because you were like fuck you (laughs) How fucking dare you compare a bus and you've stayed at that level you you really lost the ability to uh, ascertain nuance yeah. <laughs> when
2: you were in labour <laughs> yeah I don't, think, I don't think many women in labour have a lot of capacity for nuance my husband said something when I was in labour with, with my daughter and we'd been told that it would be really long and it could last for days early labour right. and we should try and sleep mm. so I was trying to sleep I was going to have a baby about four hours later right. so it really was cracking on but yeah. I'd been told it was going to take days so I was in bed and I said to him I was like I think I'm really going to struggle to toes off here I've <laughs> got the TENS machine zzz, zzz, you know, electrocuting me every so often <laughs> I've got contractions coming about every five minutes by this point point. I'm like yeah really feels like it's going to be hard to sleep he was like yeah do you mind if I do though? <laughs>
1: well, he was probably thinking I'm, I'm going to need to be useful in the yeah,
2: future. he was, and he was very useful. He's an excellent birth did he? Did he doze off? Um, he did. He had a little sleep. He had a little sleep.
0: You slept during your first...
2: I was full of epidural.
0: I couldn't sleep.
2: No, They don't put you in comfortable chairs. No, but you t- kept telling me about the uncomfortable chairs. Such bad chairs. Sometimes, if you ask really nicely if you've been there for about 48 hours, um, they will bring in a mat... For you to sleep oh. on the floor, because I've slept on some some floors uh, in some. Uh, well, you must have done. And... So, if you would like to win a copy, a signed copy, totally, or not signed or if not... you prefer, yes, you know, either way,
1: <laughs> of Rebecca's amazing book for yourself or a friend who uh, looks like they might be pregnant or get pregnant soon, or at some point, someone um, who looks like they might get pregnant yeah. soon. <laughs>
2: You don't give it to anyone you don't know very well because you think they should yeah. be having a baby oh, I God. Really don't advocate oh that. God. particularly if that person is your like daughter in law or anything like that just oh to be clear um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> just save it and, until you're sure I have a friend who was coming up with ideas for international women's day stuff and they had an idea of uh, this is a male friend leave a book by a woman oh, <laughs> on the tube <laughs>
2: like how to defend yourself against stalkers maybe <laughs> and everyone's going do you like you, what, you're reading a book or
1: you get a book out of your bag and when it's your stop you go up to a woman and put a book next to her and then leave and he was like no I mean leave a book written by a woman on um, the team <laughs> um. so if you would like a copy of Rebecca's book please tweet us at Naughty Step Pod and tell us About all the useless advice you've got about parenting, pregnancy, or birth. Just the worst thing that you've heard. Uh, And I guess Rebecca will choose the
2: one that is the best. I look forward to it. (laughs) Um, And if anyone wants to educate me about why nappy bins are great. um, Yes, we want to hear all your nappy bin uh,
1: testimonials. Yeah, Thank you
2: very much, Rebecca. Thank you. It's been very, very fun. Thank you. And super professional, too
0: how can we follow you on twitter <laughs> you just moved on like the hardest burn <laughs> the
2: got. Uh, you can follow me on twitter at hackney doula um, I haven't lived in Hackney for a long time though um, and I have a website rebeccashiller.co.uk where you can find out about the book amazing and, other stuff. and the book again is called your no guilt
1: pregnancy plan
2: uh, and you wrote one before, didn't you? I did. We should, we should not talk about the content because it's very serious. It's called Why Human Rights in Childbirth Matter. And it's all about birth around the world and women's rights and feminism and birth. And it's very small. It's a very right. thin. It's a genuinely thin volume. Not like your book, which is totally normal size. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, so, and it's got a whole load of fact sheets at the back about what your rights are in. Um, pregnancy and birth so you can keep it in your pocket and if you need to be like oh i just wonder what my human rights are today what is article three um uh, is it is it the right to be free from inhuman and degrading treatment yes it is you can find that out so, <laughs> well on that hilarious note <laughs> <laughs>
1: thank you for coming on our podcast rebecca we love you very much and uh, thank you for the eggs it's a pleasure thanks for having me so Stuart. what you wrote a book.
0: Yes, I know. We talk about this every week.
1: What book did you write?
0: It's called "Don't Be a Dick, Pete."
1: What format it is it in? It, book
0: form, paperback yes. form.
1: <laughs> can you buy it in the shops?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, that's a thorny subject, but it's available to buy.
1: Well, that's what I meant. Okay. Okay, and uh, what's better than buying a book in a shop? winning a book oh okay. through telling a funny anecdote funny or disturbing anecdote uh about sibling war because your book is to do with your relationship with your brother mm-hmm. we asked a bunch of our listeners to send us tales of their sibling dickery uh in order to win one of the copies uh of stewart's book that's cuttering up our house yes we've got three stories are you ready
0: so, one story that I like very much from at Judge Raimondo. He says, Hello, both. My nine year old brother woke me up one lazy Sunday morning with a nice, refreshing glass of milk. How kind, I thought, and gulped down a huge mouthful, and I was promptly sick everywhere. He'd actually given me a whole glass of Zoflora disinfectant.
1: <gasps> Zoflora! Which, if you remember from the first episode, I gave Herbie to drink. Oh, God, that's right! Oh, my God! <laughs> Wow, you should start
0: some sort of support group for terrible people, except it would be his brother and not
1: him. Oh, come and and find us on Facebook, uh, Judge Raimondo, if that's your real name. This is a bit next level. Next level, is that what people say now? Shut up. How many levels are there? Shut up. All right. This is from Leah Saroya. Saroya? On Instagram. She said, I was 11 or 12 and my brother 13. I had purchased some mostly unsuitable hair products and guarded them fiercely as you do when you have siblings that like to steal your things. One was a pot of waxy style hair gel. What what I imagined I would use it for, I don't know. My brother started periodically stealing it, which made me furious. I came up with one of my most inspired payback plans while helping to prepare dinner. My dad is a massive bird watcher, and was keeping the spare (laughs) fridge in the garage full of lard to make wintertime bird food. I took some lard, emptied the hair wax container of all its product, traced the shape of the container onto the block of lard and cut it out with a knife. It fitted perfectly and I scooped a bit out to make it look exactly like the amount of hair wax he'd used. The result was my brother walking around at school, hair slicked with lard for a whole month. I told my dad. And before I knew it, the whole family was in on the prank. Eventually, my mum caved in and told him. It still didn't stop him stealing my stuff, but it was one of the better punishments he got for doing it. Hmm. Well done. Well done? Well, or you no. were all sociopaths? No, you're
0: the antagonist in this story. Who wrote that?
1: Leah. Leah, you're... First of all, Leah. You've won a copy of Steve's book. <laughs> Secondly... Hair wax is that for i don't i'm assuming you have long hair i don't i just i don't think that's the product for you if your brother has short hair that's probably a product for him can i tell
0: you where i've gone on all of these stories so far what was flora when he said he glugged down a mouthful i immediately went to sperm what i thought that he'd spunked in a glass and drunk what second that story you just read out
1: you thought i thought
0: she put sperm i don't know how (laughs) thinking about it don't know how but i thought she put sperm and then when she said that dad was a bird watcher i thought bird shit
1: but leah well done i guess let us know uh if you would like a copy signed and what you would like it to say
0: this is from a bird on wire from the instagram i don't know exactly what they've done to infuriate me but when i was about 12 i emptied a full tin of cat food into each of my younger brother's beds I lifted up the duvet and scraped out the contents of each tin onto the sheets and covered it up like nothing had happened. <laughs> Obviously, when they got into bed, they were given a lovely, meaty, gravy-coated surprise. Of course, the person who suffered most was my mother. She had to change and wash two sets of bedding and pyjamas. Oh, I think this might have been an early attempt at overthrowing the patriarchy, but it was clearly not the most effective method.
1: What, what is wrong with you? That's right... This is, this is, uh, wasn't,
0: wasn't the question, what, uh, what are the terrible things your sibling has done to you? I, I
1: said, tell us about your sibling tales. Oh, okay. Because I was casting the net wide because I thought nobody isn't it. Uh, but now we've just got people writing in. Just, going, hello, I'm
0: very evil. Yeah, I've done terrible things. I wish <laughs> to get them off my chest before I die. <laughs>
1: You still win a copy of. Yeah, you the still book. win it.
0: You still win it. But A-bird I mean, on one. I am going to buy a tin of cat food and smear it, the pages with it. I promise.
1: If that had been me, if I'd been the mum, I would have just thrown everything out, including you. You, yeah. That's awful. That's it's, awful. It's you should bad. be ashamed of yourself. And well done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for all the stories you've written to us with. They're all they're all uniformly terrible, disgusting, and terrible. Children, awful. I feel awful.
0: bad. I never want to meet any of you.
1: No. And
0: that's it for and episode it. 21?
1: Yes. If you legal. would like to... Uh, legal.
0: Legal age. Legal age. Yeah. 21. You're
1: not coming across that well in this podcast. You're just going, sperm! Shit! <laughs> legal age! I'm so tired. I'm so tired. That's what every uh, bad man says. We're, apparently with are the, the book giveaway podcast now. Oh yeah. First of all, isn't Rebecca Schiller nice? Yes. Yes. Secondly, if you would like a copy of her book, we want you to work for it. You need to write to us and tell us about the worst piece of parenting advice you've ever received. Um, Tweet us at Naughty Step Pod. Yeah, that's it. We have did the proper podcast thing that wasn't just arguing with each other.
0: It's weird, isn't it? We
1: invited a third person into our argument.
0: Makes it easier. Yeah logistically much more difficult
1: if you'd like to come on and carry the podcast let us know (laughs) if
0: you want to just take the domain name (laughs) and just do it for us
1: you don't have a domain name i don't know what are you talking about stuart's gonna get some sleep uh and so should you yes
0: get some sleep me
1: see you next week everyone else